Welcome to the More Than Just a Type podcast, a place where we explore what it takes to live your best life. I'm your host, Taja Cato, expert in type 1 diabetes and fat loss, entrepreneur, and lover of all things fitness and personal development. Each week, we'll bring you a tangible tool, tip, or insight that'll inspire you and empower you to take action, achieve your goals, and live your best life. Feliz Año! Happy New Year! I am so excited that we're stepping into 2023. (laughs) How was your New Year's? My New Year's was a little crazy, and I was talking to my mom this morning of like, is is it a sign that 2023 is going to be crazy because the end of 2022 was a little bit crazy or is that more of a sign that like we wrapped up 2022 with a bunch of craziest like we wrapped it up with a bang so we're like the slate is clear it's a fresh start for 2023 what do you think I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your support of this show. It means so much. And if you haven't already done so, please take a moment to subscribe to this episode and leave us a five-star rating and review. Let us know what you enjoy most about listening to this podcast and what you're excited to learn from this podcast come the new year. When you take the time to leave us a five-star review, it really does help this show out a lot. And so we really do appreciate your support. Thank you. Funny enough, my blood sugar is 98 milligrams per deciliter and dropping as we speak. And so though I may look fine on the outside, I'm starting to feel a little bit like my words are getting jumbled on the inside. I don't know if you can relate to that or not, but I'm so excited about sharing this episode with you today. If you guys have not met Sarah before or come across her on social media, she is a shining star. She is a bright light on this planet and she's here to learn and experience things. She's here to experience different things that life has to offer and then share and teach them to us. And she has so much wisdom to share. And just every time I talk to her, and you might pick this up too, just from listening to the wisdom that she does share with us on this episode today. But every time I talk to her, I just feel so much more uplifted. It's like I could be feeling a little bit dull Um, But then after speaking to her, I just, I'm so energized and excited about life. And so I hope that you feel the same after listening to this podcast today. One of the biggest things that Sarah dove into a little bit on this episode today is about human design and about her journey and just her teachings when it comes to human design. And as she was speaking, I was like, I need to learn more about this. I like, I need to just dive into this a little bit more because if you have ever felt maybe a little bit confused or like, what is my purpose in life? Or, you know, just thinking about your, your, 
not just your direction, but like what is what are the things that are meant for you, right? In any aspect, like what are those things that are going to lead you towards that path of joy and fulfillment? Like what are the things that you can do? She shares um, just a few like tips and wisdom in terms of human design and what that actually means and how you can discover that. And I was like, yes, this is totally something that I resonate with. So if you haven't heard about human design before, Sarah does explain it a little bit on this episode. And she also shares about her travels and life with diabetes and how crazy and hectic it can be and just all of the things in between that I have a feeling you might relate to as well. So I hope you enjoy this episode today. Also, for those of you who don't know Sarah, Sarah and I first met through social media and we created a community together called Diabetes Uncensored where we chat about all the things diabetes related that everybody goes through but nobody likes to talk about because we found that we had so many similarities when it came to diabetes and all of the, you know, the the shame or the moments where we just wanted to hide diabetes and it's kind of funny thinking back because in these moments that are so embarrassing at the time like being on a date uh, and having to inject yourself with insulin like all of these things we go through but we feel alone because it's not something that we really talk about and yet so many other people go through the exact same feelings and emotions and so we were like hey let's talk about it and so we created this community on Instagram and ever since then we have really kept in touch and we I know life is crazy and so this is one of the first catch-ups that Sarah and Sarah and I have had for quite some time, but it is the first of many more to come. We have lots of plans of exciting stuff for the new year that I think you guys are going to really love. And I'm just so excited to connect you to Sarah if you don't already know her. I hope you enjoy this episode today. So are you, because I was thinking about you over the holidays and I was like, are you going to go back to Australia and see your family at any point like <laughs> I mean eventually right yeah <laughs> um but at the moment no there is no. no plans to go home to Australia um it really is like just so far away and so expensive at the moment but I mean I came here like on a particular visa However, I have decided I would like to extend it if there is an opportunity to do so. So fingers crossed. But it just, I'm just not feeling, I feel like I need to be here at the moment and just like sort of make the most of it. Like I'm having so much fun traveling to Europe. Like, you know, the fact that I can be on a plane and in another country in like two hours just blows my mind because Australia, it will take you a good like minimum six hours to get anywhere. Yeah. Um, let alone Europe, which would take like 24 hours or longer. So at the moment, I'm going to stay here. Yeah. And so for anyone who's listening, you're in London, <laughs> yeah. which is really I've, – I've never been to London, but um, do you think that you'll like go somewhere in Europe or do you want to like stay – in? well, I guess London's Europe, but like 
a more European place because I always think of can- I'm London as like Canadian, right? Because they're the yeah. same, but. Totally. Yeah, they're, they're both part of the Commonwealth. And so I was actually thinking about this earlier today. I was having like a little bit of a a tourist in my own city sort of day um, because I'm on holidays from my regular job. And so I was just walking through some of the beautiful parks in London and I find myself at Buckingham Palace. And I just had a moment where even though I've like seen this place so many times, like it still feels like really exciting. And I was thinking about like our chat that we had coming up this afternoon. And I was like, wouldn't it be so cool if like Taja was just here and we were exploring um, because I know you said you've never been to London um, yeah. and it really is a cool place. And I feel like those kind of like very historical British monuments are completely mind blowing because you just don't see them really anywhere else. Um, yeah. But in terms of traveling outside of London, um, that's definitely been a big part of my 2022, which I'm sure we're going to dive into a little bit more in this chat but I really made it one of my goals this year to travel to a new place in a different country every month. I love that. (laughs) Yeah my bank account does not love it (laughs) but at the same time like while it's costing you know whatever it's costing like it's still fulfilling me and lighting me up and that was a huge part of you know, the, the purpose and the reason that I moved over here. So that has been incredible. And my next trip is to Iceland in two Amazing. weeks. So cool. So since, cause you moved to London in July, right? Or June? May, actually. May. Oh my God. Yes. It's been eight months. So how, so you, and you've been going somewhere else every single month since May? Yeah. So where, like, what have you covered? Yeah. Okay. So when I first moved over, um, within like the first two weeks, I went to Malta, Mm -hmm. which is one of those countries that I feel like everyone forgets about. And like, it's not huge, but it really is a beautiful place. Um, and then I did the Amalfi coast of Italy, which is hands down one of the best places I've ever been to. So I would highly recommend that to anybody listening. Um, where did I go after that? Uh, oh, Portugal. I went to Portugal. I went to Amsterdam, Ibiza, which is in Spain, um, uh, Germany for a festival called Oktoberfest, which was so, so fun. And most recently I went to Morocco, Amazing. which was really cool. Yeah. And how, like, how's it been just traveling so much with diabetes? Like, has it been a bit of a challenge at times or have you found it like, do you have it down pat now where it's like, no, no big deal? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I feel like it's a constant struggle. And I think I mentioned this on a live that we did recently about Morocco and how I left getting some extra diabetes supplies to the last minute. And then after a series of unfortunate events, the pharmacy wasn't open because here they have such a different system to what I'm used to back home in Australia. And, um, you know, the process for getting your scripts and your insulin and any other diabetes supplies that you need is so, so different. 
And even just the other day, I walked into the pharmacy as I was picking up my insulin script and also my Freestyle Libre script. And I just asked for some extra needles over the counter. And they said, no, you'll have to get the doctor to write you a script for that. And to me, I was like, what? Like, otherwise I could pay for it outright, which in Australia needles, I've never needed a script for. That is something you can just get over the counter and the needles are completely free, yet I'd have to pay for insulin. Um, whereas here, the insulin, it's all free as long as it's on a script. And in order to get that script, you have to have a GP appointment. And so all these little things like, mm-hmm. you know, moving countries and, you know, and then you travel. And so, yeah, this recent experience going to Morocco, I left getting a new Freestyle Libre to the last minute. And so I had to resort to pricking my finger, old school, using blood glucose strips. And I only had about a handful left. And I was like, what is wrong with you? You know, like I was just so like, cause it really could have easily been avoided if I was just a little bit more organized, but you just think mm-hmm. everything's going to play out exactly as you expect it to. Um, but yeah, so I found myself in like a real sticky situation and I went on that trip feeling so anxious because I knew I was not going to be able to get what I needed in that country and I felt like I had to ration these strips and I'm like this is like how long have you had diabetes for you know like I feel <laughs> going on like 13 14 years now and <laughs> I still can't like you know get my supplies in check so yeah yeah traveling and diabetes is mm, yeah never smooth sailing and I definitely don't have it down pat no and I so like does anyone have it down pat because even yesterday like I went to the beach, like we drove half an hour to go for this long walk and we got there and I was like, I didn't bring anything to treat my blood sugar. Like I was dropping and I was like, I don't have anything. (laughs) And my boyfriend was like, oh my God, like how do you forget that? And I was like, it just happened. And so he had to go into a restaurant and get like little sugar packets for me. (laughs) That's that's another one like that I always find myself in. It's like, I do, I never have anything to like treat my blood glucose and then I'll end up with a low and I'll be with a friend and they'll say the same thing. And they're just like, how long have you been doing this for? Like, wouldn't you just always have a supply handy? But I I don't know. What do you think it is? Like, why do you think it just doesn't really cross our mind as much as it maybe should when we're, I don't know. (laughs) I feel like, I mean, it could be. And for me maybe is like, I just have so much stuff going on, like even in my head. Like when I was getting ready for the the walk, I was packing my dogs, like her food and her water and then making sure I had water. And it was like just too many things that something so important that you should remember just like slips through the cracks. <laughs> Completely. I can so relate to that because I feel like my mind is always racing like a million miles an hour thinking about like what I'm doing next or, you know – who knows like maybe where my next trip is to Europe yeah Uh, and it just doesn't like yeah it just doesn't like sort of cross my mind um but as like just then I don't know something kind of dropped in as um as we were were talking and I'm like 
do you think we like are not prioritizing diabetes as much as we should or maybe we feel like we don't really need to prioritize diabetes like I honestly still sometimes feel like I forget that I even have it and <laughs> Which is crazy because it's just like something that is there 24 hours a day, every single day of the week. Oh, yeah. Um, yet, I don't know. Sometimes when I'm just like caught up with life, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot that I have that thing, which is a really nice feeling as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so interesting because I don't know if you have moments like this, but like I will sometimes have dinner and then be like, oh my God, I completely forgot to give myself insulin for that. And and yet it's, you know, we give ourselves insulin for every single thing that we eat all day long. And we remember to brush our teeth, which we do every single day, but it's like sometimes we just forget. And maybe it's because we do it so often. It's like sometimes I will do it without even thinking about it, right? Like sometimes I'll give myself an insulin and be like, oh shit, like I don't even know how much I I injected like it's just like I just do it so fast like I don't think <laughs> yes exactly that's so that's such a good point like I would never forget to brush my teeth yet I I can totally relate to that as well like I could yeah I'll be like did I you know did I bolus for that where I always forget if I have taken my insulin or not is with my long lasting because I'm not on the pump so my lanters I'm like did I take that? Because that one's only once a day in the evening. And often like, you know, I might be getting ready for dinner or I might be like out with friends or like doing something. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I definitely don't want to double dose on that one. And it's like such an irrational fear that I have. Um, It's never happened, touch wood. Because it's such a huge amount of insulin. um, It's, yeah, such a fear that I have that but I should just remember if I've done it or maybe there should be like some little, I don't know, alarm that goes off. But then I'm also like, why do I need an alarm when I do it so often? I know. I used to feel that exact same way when I took long acting and sometimes, and maybe it is because we do it so much. It becomes like, it's something we do mindlessly in a way. Like imagine if we brushed our teeth after like every single little thing that we ate or drank. It's like, we'd probably be like, oh shit, did I, did I do brush my teeth after that? (laughs) True. I don't know. That is a really good point. And maybe it is like, yeah, that mindless sort of autopilot, you know, I I know what I'm doing, which is why I guess like sometimes forgetting supplies feels so easy to do. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, what about you and um, travel? Like how do you feel about like traveling with diabetes and – I guess like even leaving the country or like going to a place where you don't have like your, I don't know, regular supplies handy. It's always a little bit stressful, I think, like just making sure that I have everything and double checking that I'm not forgetting anything. And then even like this time, because I was only in the States for five weeks and then I came back here, but I ordered my insulin I think it was like almost a week before I left and Herman, my boyfriend, is like, you need to order this like 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 a month in advance. But I was like, oh, no, it'll be fine. And they didn't have it in stock. They were like, oh, yeah, we, we just don't have it in stock. And so I had to fly to L.A. Well, I was going to L.A. anyways. And then I ordered it in L.A. instead and picked it up there. But they, even L.A. when I called, they were like, oh, yeah, we'll have it like in a day. And I was like, okay, this is weird, but okay. <laughs> Yeah. What goes through your head? Because, like, 
in those moments when they say they don't have any in stock because I had a situation like that recently, but I'd love it, to hear. Yeah, I was like, because um, this is the first time it's happened to me and I was like, like really it's out of stock? And I thought like maybe with everything happening in the world is insulin – you know, is there a shortage or something? So I asked them and I asked if there was a shortage and she said, uh, or I asked why. And she said, oh, like we don't really have a lot of people like filling that. But I think that was a lie because how many people are living with type one diabetes? How many people use Humalog or like fast acting insulin? Like, so I'm like, okay. (laughs) Totally. And if it's never happened to you before, like that seems a little fishy. Yeah. Um, That's so interesting because recently I had the same situation, which actually fed into the reason why I didn't get my supplies in time for Morocco was because the pharmacy that I would usually go to has a shortage. So they were like, we would have to order in these freestyle Libre so they could take, you know, up to a week or two. I'm like, okay, like, can't we just go to another pharmacy down the road? Um, And then they said that they couldn't get my insulin in as well. Thankfully, I had plenty of that. But they said that there was a shortage of insulin. And I use Nova Rapid, which is a different insulin to what you use. But there's a shortage of that as well. And same thing. I asked why. And they said, we're not really sure. Something at the supplier end. And that was all they said. Do you know where Nova Rapid is manufactured? No, I don't. I wonder. It would be interesting to know. But I really freaked out for a moment. I was like, how could there be a shortage? Like, this is a little alarming when people literally rely on this to survive. And if no one's really, like, giving any information as to why there's a shortage, like, it can really create, like, this, I, you know, this sense of fear. Um, And I just, I've never had that. it's never really occurred to me that, you know, it's a product and it could run out or there could be something, you know, faulty at the supplier end, who knows what, but it was really kind of scary to think that I could be, you know, out of stock of this thing that keeps me alive. That is really scary. And I also think like, it's so hard to fathom, you know, like to believe that something would ever happen in our lifetime where like we just wouldn't have access to it but you never know right totally yeah oh and with like because you've been going to so many different places do you find that the different foods like have you what's your like what have you been doing (laughs) to feel like on track like with just the different diets yeah honestly because like I guess when you're traveling like you know you're eating out so much or you're grabbing like something on the go you can't really cook it really is a bit of a winging process which I hate to admit um I think that's where my sort of like I guess experience or like trust with diabetes you know I'm sure so many people can relate it's like you know do you ever find like when you go out for a meal and you can sort of like judge based on the portion, like how much carbohydrate might be in that or based on whatever it is you're eating, like how it might, um, like how much insulin you might require. It, it definitely isn't always accurate, but I do a fair bit of winging when I am traveling. And that's actually, I think moving to the UK as well, because a lot of, um, like, 
a lot of the the foods and stuff like are different I I've noticed like things are a lot more processed here or you know everything's like really packaged and I can't get as many like sort of organic products and it just doesn't feel as like all round healthy as like what I would usually be able to get back in Australia. Um, and here I find like, I don't really know, you know, where the products are coming from and that kind of thing. So it's been a real sort of process with like, you know, what my, like how my diet has evolved, like over the past eight months, like being here, moving to another country. Um, and overall I would say like, I've been, it's been a real adjustment and it's been one of probably my biggest challenges as well of this year is finding that routine. And I guess, you know, when I am sort of breaking that routine monthly by going traveling, I have to, you know, it takes me a little bit to like get it back into it. And it just feels like this constant sort of, okay, now I'm out of routine. All right. Now I'm, you know, going to get back into it, but then you get back into it and then you like, you know, go away for, you know, a few days or a week or whatever. So it's definitely felt like a bit of a roller coaster. And then on top of that, what I've noticed is my lifestyle has felt very busy. I have um, got back into working full time. So I'm not as much on my own time schedule, um, which has meant that, you know, finding time to exercise has been a little trickier than it would have been back in Australia. Um, also, even like, even getting outside, like at the moment, it's so cold, you know, I don't want to be going outside and like exercising. So it kind of like keeps you in. So there's been this real climate change as well. Um, but overall, like, I've, I've definitely noticed that I've been a lot, like, I've definitely been catching like a cold every few weeks, or like feeling a lot less healthy. And that obviously has like an impact on blood sugars as well. Um, so yeah, like upon reflection, like, and this is one of my big things, like going into 2023 as well, like as we enter the new year, it needs to be more of a priority because I think I've had like a bit of a reality check through all of this, like these life changes that have gone on that diabetes is still going to be there. It does still need my attention. It does still need to be a priority. Sure. Like there's going to be days where it's not you know, perfect or going as well as you, you would like it to, but it's definitely something that I need to make more of a priority. And I know that really happens like through routine and through prioritizing healthy eating and finding that time to exercise. Um, so yeah, I feel like I went off on a little bit of a tangent there. No, but I feel like that like so many people can probably resonate with that. And I, I mean, I can too, just like, and it's, it's like something that we all go through at times in our lives. And it's so true that diabetes is always there and <laughs> it can be really hard. And especially when you're out of the routine, just the way that you feel, right? Like nobody else really understands that. Yeah, completely. It's like, for me, it's, obviously the, you know, the physical, um, health side of things, but then also like that little voice inside your head, like when you know, like what the solution is or like what the, you know, the, the antidote sort of is, but then you're like, okay, but I'm still, 
I'm still not really doing that or I'm finding it really, really hard. And then like, I definitely experience like this guilt around it. Um, of course, that really is like hard to explain to anybody else, like especially, you know, people around you who might be, um, you know, traveling or like doing the things that you're doing in actually in making like new friends, moving to a new country it's been like this re-education process of like, you know, the, you know, I've made new friends here who I spent a lot of my time with and most of them have never really, you know, had a close friend that is a diabetic or a family member. And so when we are traveling, I've really had to like educate them on like, okay, so if I start to, you know, experience these symptoms, like I, you know, if, or if I'm having a blood sugar low, like I, my brain sort of like gets so foggy and kind of stops working. And that means we might be mid conversation. And I just like, I feel myself sort of like dwindling away, but obviously because like, it's such a, an invisible thing, it can be hard to really convey what is going on. Um, so that's been an interesting experience as well. How have they received it? Like, have they been really supportive or are they like are you okay or you know how some people can be very extreme or other people can just kind of not really care at all like yeah <laughs> a bit blase yeah and, and you're kind of like well actually this is quite a serious thing um yeah it's definitely been a mixed bag like some people will like ask me loads of questions other people will be like oh okay like I'm sure you're fine sort of thing or like I knew I had a diabetic friend like or you know knew a diabetic in school or whatever um, and so then people think that they know everything about it. Um, but obviously, like, every day is so different with diabetes. Um, but, I mean, overall, like, I I like to think that, like, the friends that I have here are supportive. And, like, now, um, actually, I had an experience the other day and we are just, like, walking through a park and I was like, okay, my blood sugars are dropping I was like, let's just pause this conversation. And they're like, okay, yeah, where is the nearest like cafe or like little place that we can like get you something? Um, that's really good. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like that's that's really great, like really comforting. And how interesting too to be like, you know, in our 30s and just being in that that place where you're meeting new people. I mean, I guess we always are meeting new people, but when you go to a new place and you know like nobody and then it's like cultivating those friendships that maybe you would have had in high school right like it's just a whole new process yes completely and it has like it's yeah it's actually really interesting because like as we like you know you know come to the end of the year and heading into the new year I've really been reflecting and I would say like relationships and friendships have been one of my biggest challenges but also one of my biggest like joys through this process and I would say that it's been you know so lovely to like meet all of these new people and like have all of these new friends and you know a friendship group around but at the same time I sometimes feel like you know, there's part, like, because, like, you're still getting to know each sort of thing, it's, like, sometimes I feel like, okay, well, these new friends, um, I guess it's, like, I always say, like, people sort of meet you where you are, and so I've really, like, had to reflect on, like, myself and sort of, like, 
what I'm projecting in order to attract like particular people and particular sort of like lifestyles and that kind of thing. Um, there's been a big part of me that's felt a little bit like, I guess like, you know, only like a part of me is being fulfilled. And I feel like, you know, some friends that I've had for years and back home were able to fulfill this other part. And I haven't found it as easy to find that group of people, that network that can fulfill that other part. And so it's felt a little bit like a missing piece. And I think it's really hard to know sometimes where to find those people. Like, it's easy to have like lots of people around and have friends and like do fun activities, but then to find people who are like your, you know, your soul sisters or like your soul people who you can just like be completely vulnerable with and just, you know, have these nourishing conversations is a little bit more challenging. Totally. I can't, yeah, I can. And I wonder too, if like, you know how different places in the world, like astrologically, might be better suited. But I wonder if, like, that goes into f- like relationships and meeting people too, right? Like, if certain places in the world, and not just like the the kind of people or like the nationalities, but more like finding your soul tribe, right? <laughs> yeah, completely. I I would have no doubt that it does. Like, I think. Um, reflecting like looking at my astrocartography for London it was very much about like being a little bit adventurous and mischievous and like all of these sorts of like playful energies and that you know is definitely the the type of tribe that I've attracted here whereas like you know I guess last year in my you know hometown I was going on a lot of like sort of rural trips like beach trips and that kind of thing and just really grounding and like finding this fulfillment in like you know, spirituality and like just, you know, I attracted a very different tribe then. And so, yeah, I would have no doubt that like, I guess whatever like energy you're sort of projecting is definitely attracting and drawing particular types of people to you. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, So like one of your goals going into the new year is going to be focused on your health. Is that? Yes. So, and I'm sure that so many people are probably have that same goal. Um, do you, have you reflected at all, like, of any things that you're going to do to kickstart it for the new year you have? Yeah, definitely. Um, for me, like, you know, with, yeah, with anything for, for me, it's like, it starts with like, I guess the mind, right? And like, I have to have that sort of like, mental I guess motivation and also like um uh sort of like I guess you know even self-love right which like again is all like about sort of the mind and soul side of things and then how that impacts like how I want to treat my body so when I'm feeling in this like really I guess healthy mindset I'm more likely to want to fill my body with nourishing foods and like meal prep and um also even like setting boundaries around that. Like I, I guess that's been another challenge, like living with new housemates and then you sort of like start to like adapt and mold to their like, you know, lifestyle and cooking practices and, you know, those sorts of things. So I think for me, it's going to be a little bit around boundary setting and like really honoring sort of myself and my health um, in terms of like, you know, how I eat. 
also I guess like even prioritizing exercise and like you know finding the motivation and the commitment to actually go ahead with that all starts with the mind so definitely that that's the first place I'm going to start and I did actually have like a beautiful um energy healing sort of tarot reading this morning with a previous yeah with a previous energy healer who I used to work with about two years ago and just recently I felt called back to her and she said at the moment a lot of like the focus for me should be around like just getting into my heart space and like really practice like opening up that space and just like the kind of positive ripple effect that's going to have on these other areas of my life um So I would say that is definitely a big goal. And also with that, like that flows into other parts, like, um, you know, I guess putting myself in situations as well, like where I will be able to meet new people who might fulfill that other part that I mentioned before and sort of like reconnecting with self and, you know, spirituality and um, just old sort of like practices which have definitely like fallen to the wayside. Um, But yeah, what about you? What are some of your goals and like for 2023 and even like reflections of this year? Yeah, I was thinking about that this morning. Like I was walking my cat and my dog and I was like, I knew we had the podcast and I was like, what am I, like what are the things that I'm going to, and I don't want to say resolution, but more of like a goal, right, for the new year. Um, and I feel like for the first time, like, because I used to always have like a new fitness goal. Um, fitness, it would always be fitness and like money. <laughs> Those would be the two big ones for me. And this is the first year that I feel that like my home and my family is like one of my biggest goals because for the last three years, as you know, I've not had a like a set home base and all my stuff is still in storage. And it's must be like a really big lesson that I'm learning of just being comfortable with like creating a home without actually having like a found like a actual home of my own. Um, but I really want to make that a priority and like create a home of my own where I can have my dog and my cat and my boyfriend because we spend so much time apart right now. (laughs) So just having like more stability, I think in that sense. And that's my biggest one. Yeah. I love that. And like, I really love because I guess like we've talked about this a few times before and I love that it's like, I feel like these lessons that keep popping up and keep popping up, it's like, you know, it's for a reason. It's what our, it's sort of our intuition, like, you know, tapping us on the shoulder, being like, you need to do this. You need to do this. And sometimes we like talk ourselves out of it or we get distracted or we think it could be something else, but then sure enough, it comes back around and like gives us another little tap. Yeah. And so like, what are your ideas, I guess, for making that happen? Yeah. It's really interesting. Cause I feel right now this pull between Like, and it's probably more my mind that's like, I need it now. Like I need to have like a set plan, like how it's going to happen. And then I think more like when I tap into my heart, it's like, like, you know what you want, but things are going to unfold like how they're supposed to be. So not having that like need or that, that like just, 
I don't even know what the right word is, but it, you know, that like, oh, like I need it right now, just kind of letting it happen and not losing sight of it. So I think that's what I'm working towards. Um, because when I think about it, I start feeling like, oh my God, like I just need it like right now. Yes. <laughs> you know? So that desperation. Yeah. Desperate. You know, it's so interesting you mentioned that because um, like leading up to this podcast and even like in the past week, um, like reflecting on like, okay, how the year has been and what I want to sort of call in for next year. Um, I decided to focus on like the biggest challenges, the biggest lessons and the biggest moments of joy. Mm. And I've definitely touched on like a few of those, but the biggest lessons that I've learned, like through working through the challenges that I have been through is trust and surrender. Oh, I love and I literally wrote it down like just before I was like, okay, I'm just going to pop some notes down. Yeah. And like, that was, that was my biggest lesson as well. For like, the last year. Yeah. 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 I think even like upon reflection, the last, like maybe the year before that as well. Um, because like when I first moved over here, I really had no plan. Right. And I was like, it'll be fine. You know, and I got here and literally this massive wave of anxiety and fear like overcame me in the first two weeks. I was like, oh my gosh, like how am I going to afford to live in this city, you know, without a full-time job? And where am I going to live? And, you know, how am I going to afford to travel? And all these like fear-based thoughts and like anxiety like just overcame me and the only way I was able to get through that was just to surrender and remind myself that I've been in a situation before where I thought, okay, I I don't know how this is going to unfold, but it always does unfold and work out exactly as it's supposed to. And I just have to trust that, like trust in myself, trust in the universe. And sure enough, like it always does. And that's when things just started to fall into place. Do you think part – like how were you able to let go of those those like fear-based thoughts to just oh, then be able to receive everything? Yeah. Like was it practice or – Definitely. Like loads of different tools I guess. Like one, it was like just breathe. Do you know what I mean? Like just mm-hmm. breathe and I guess like um, – for me having like conversations with people like I really, you know, love and trust and who have seen me go through like, you know, challenges and stuff in the past and who like really believe in me. I found that that sort of supportive network. So having conversations with like, you know, some of my coaches or like, you know, friends from back home really like helped me to work through that. Um, also I would say like there is, there has to be like an element of taking action but also not having that sort of like that, you know, not clinging to the outcome of those action steps. Um, I feel like this sort of like feeds into manifestation a little bit, but like, you know, we can dream about it. We can visualize it. We can, you know, want it so much, but like without actually taking action, not really much is going to happen. Um, And then also just like that self-talk, you know, like continuing to remind myself that, okay, it, you know, it will be okay. It's been, you know, it's felt uncomfortable in the past. It's felt uncertain in the past, but it's always worked out. And mm-hmm. just like really reminding myself and flexing that sort of self-trust muscle. Um, 
and also I would say like I find a lot of comfort in podcasts ironically Mm -hmm. yeah like listening to other podcasts yeah what are some of your top so at the moment I absolutely love um it's called Saturn Return actually oh really enjoy it um it's by um Kagi Dunlop is her name and um yeah so there's a real like astrological focus to it um and also it's a real focus around like Saturn return and just you know she has all these incredible guests on who have all these tools for like working through these periods in your life and working through um Saturn return and teaching you about it so that would be a huge recommendation um I have always loved um Lacey Phillips to be magnetic um and she's so you know focused around the subconscious mind and manifestation and all of those sorts of things so those little reminders of like you know how to call things in and you know I guess what she teaches is it's all about aligning your subconscious beliefs to whatever your and your you know self-worth um to I guess be in alignment with what you're trying to call in. Um, I've always been a big fan of Sahara Rose as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, think, I bought um, her book. Was it last year? Her Discover Your Dharma. Have you read that? Oh, no. I it was really good. It. Yeah. But I literally just did her Discover Your Dharma masterclass. Oh, like, so what? cool. <laughs> yeah. What was your Dharma on that note? Oh, my gosh. Um. I forget which one it was, but it was um, – like I circled it in the book, but it was the one that was like you're here to like inspire other people and basically like uplift others in some – like that was like the the umbrella or something where like everything else was based under, I think. Yes. I yeah. so see that for you and like that's Aww. exactly what you do. Yeah. So What was yours? Really cool. Um, the teacher. Oh, so- awesome. Yeah, which for me, it's it's actually funny. Like, I, I always, I guess, have, I've never shied away from, like, I guess, challenging situations. You know, I've always put myself out of my comfort zone and, you know, exhibit A, like moving to another country. Um, and a big thing, it was interesting to learn that that was my dharma because, like, basically the teacher is here to, like, experience the thing and then teach about it. I can totally see that for you, too. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. I know. It's so cool. Like it's, um, I love it when those things like really like resonate, you know, or sometimes you just need that like little sort of summary to reflect and go, yeah, actually that's how I've always sort of lived my life. That like is a real fitting. Mm-hmm. And don't you find like the more things you kind of dive into, like and I'll, I'll link to her quiz in the show notes in case anyone wants to take it. But it's like that and then human design and like even astrology. It's like all of these things kind of in a different way sort of explain the same thing. Totally. Do you find that? Totally. <laughs> it's all like entwined. Like yeah. which um, actually just before – so after this um, tarot like intuitive reading I had this morning and this whole like heart opening um, scenario – she mentioned um, checking out gene keys. Oh, cool. I've heard of that. Yeah? Oh, yeah. that's so cool. I, I don't think I'd, like, heard of it. Um, Did she say it's, like, human design kind of? 
Yeah. So, well, she didn't mention human design. And so she said, I think you'd really like value, um, like really value. And I think you would like benefit from checking out Gene Keys and the Venus experience. Oh, I don't know about that. So it's, I think there's all different like parts of like all different Gene Keys. And one of them is the Venus sequence. Sorry. Um, that one's really focused around like connecting with your heart and opening up your heart. And anyway, as I'm like looking it up after our session, it's totally linked to human design. And I'm like, of course it is. Um, also like human design has been like a big focus of mine, like over the past year. So it's really interesting how, you know, one, all these things are so entwined, but also just how like I don't know. I take those as little like signs and little spiritual breadcrumbs. And I was just going to say that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. So since we're on the topic of human design, um, like let's, do you want to dive into it a little bit? Like what it is for anyone listening? Because, and it's so cool. um, I don't know if you've noticed this, but just since like the beginning of like myself being on Instagram and things I've always you know been interested in human design and like all of these things my mom I remember bought a book like when I was a teenager before it was really like talked about and then um now it's like you just see more people talking about it and it seems like it's becoming just something that more people are aware of and even with astrology and things like that right which I think is so cool yeah so completely I um, absolutely. I will talk about human design all day long. Um, so I guess like in a nutshell, um, and this was, I actually studied human design at the end of last year. Gosh, that is actually a scary thought. Um, cause it feels like so much more recently, but so it's been a huge part of like, you know, my coaching work throughout this year. And I created like a whole program called ignite your soul purpose, which is like basically, Um, a process and a program that I take my clients through to help them realign to their human design, which is your like authentic energetic blueprint, right? So just like astrology based off like the date, time and, you know, place of where you were born, your soul's blueprint was formed. And so much of like our life and society and our conditioning and how we're brought up can really like either take us away from it or lead us to in so many different ways. Um, And so often when we're feeling like a little bit out of alignment, it's probably a good sign that we are not living according to our human design, which is basically what your soul wants to do, who your soul wants to be. And yeah, basically what your purpose is here in this lifetime. And it's just so cool because like, for my, like, for me, I need sort of like details and like a little bit of like science behind it. And it's very intricate in the way, like, um, it'll tell you so many different things about yourself, like your unique gifts, your unique talents, like how you exchange and, you know, receive energy. Um, I like to look at it and everyone's human design is completely unique by the way. And I like to look at it as, if we're all working together, like little puzzle pieces. So even though everyone's human design, their soul's blueprint is completely unique to them. No one else is like you. We really all are working together as a collective, right? So 
for example, in one of like the ways that maybe I project energy to the world, it could be a way that you receive energy, Taja. So then we're working together, right? Like I'm giving you a bit of my energy that I'm really fixed in this area of, and then you're receiving it and then vice versa. Mm. So that's how, I guess, you know, sometimes like when you're around someone and you feel like really like, you know, lit up and energized or... I totally feel that when I talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) Same. Yeah. And like every time, and then we get off these calls and we're like, oh, I miss you so much. Like, so obviously like our human designs, like, you know, work really well together. And it's not to say that, I, I guess like, you know, when you feel like you're having conflict with someone, um, it's not to say that your human designs, I guess, don't work well together, but it could be maybe they're out of alignment in a particular area or, you know, they're really um, sort of like maybe one of their sort of channels is being used wrong. I guess there's like a, a right and wrong way to use your energy. Um, but I guess just to like simplify it a little bit. So with human design, there's five main types um so everyone will fall into one of these particular types we've got the manifestors we've got the manifesting generators we've got the generators we've got the projectors and then the reflectors and the most popular type is the generator which i know you're a generator yeah (laughs) yeah and so really the generators here you know exactly like what the name sounds like you guys are here to generate this energy because your sacred center is fixed. And when I say it's fixed, as in it's like your energy is quite defined there, right? Whereas myself as a projector, I don't have this fixed energy center. And so when I'm around you, I guess I feel like I'm being energized, right? Because I'm like taking some of your like magnetic sort of generator energy. And it's really like, I guess it's really generating me. Um, But the thing is like, if, if you weren't, I guess, in alignment, that energy from that center could be feeling a bit like off. It could be feeling a bit draining. It could be feeling like it would be, I guess, acting in the opposite way that a generator would. Um, but yeah, so everybody will fit into these five main types and all of them have different, um, I guess, like everyone has a different authority and that's how we make decisions. Can you remember what your authority is um I'm a is it the sacral the gut is that the authority yeah okay mine is like is it the gut or the what what was the term yeah so your sacral center sacral oh yeah yeah okay um so I guess like how you know as a generator like how you are so your authority is how you make decisions and so for a generator with a sacral authority it's all about tuning into that gut and like asking, is it a hell yes? Or if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no for the generator. It's very sort of like cookie cutter like that. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Um, Also, anybody can pull up their charts and like find out what their type is. I'd recommend human design. um, I think it's just humandesign.com. I can link Um, to it in the show notes too, if people want to check it out. Yes, excellent. Um, but it's Jenna Zoe's um, human design website. And so if you pull up your chart, it'll give you an indication as to what your type is and what your authority is, which is how you make decisions. Um, but yeah, I guess there's just so, so much to it. 
But the biggest thing, and like I actually had a client say to me the other day, I was, I asked her, I was like, what have been your biggest lessons of 2022? And she was like, as um, she's a manifesting generator, but again, it still comes back to the gut. She was like, I guess I've learned, you know, through learning about my human design, how best I make decisions. And then through making decisions in that way, I've been able to say no to things that aren't in alignment and don't serve me and say yes to things that do. And she's just bought a house and she's like, if I was like listening or making decisions, like not based off my authority, I don't think that would have happened. And I was just like, ah, this shit works. (laughs) I love that. That's so amazing. And it's such, it's, like such a beautiful thing and also to just give you permission to like be yourself in a sense because so many people I think will be like, oh, like, no, like you got to do this or like, why are you thinking with your emotions or like, you know, just kind of like putting you down. But it's like, what if that's how you actually make decisions or what if, you know? Exactly. And their type and authority might be completely different to yours. So whatever they're telling you to do might be right for them, but it may not be energetically correct for you, which is why I think it's so important to learn about our authentic blueprint so that we can focus on aligning, I guess, our values and our thoughts and our beliefs, you know, which live in our subconscious mind to our design and to really feel empowered, I guess, you know, like you said, to be able to make decisions based off their design rather than what they're being told to do, which is why so many of us feel like out of alignment with our life because we probably grew up with parents who do have a different design and are telling us that this is the right way when really our soul is saying, actually, I feel there's a different way for me. That's so amazing. How about uh, you in astrology? Because like yeah. <laughs> human design and astrology like are, are really like linked. Yeah. I'd love to like learn more about how they are. But um I'd love to know like how astrology, you know, works for you and like yeah. how it's, you know, I guess changing your life and what you've Well, learned. and I feel like I mean I'm obsessed with astrology, but I feel like it's so complex and like I took that course on your north node and south node, which is just like one small portion of like your entire birth chart. And so like it's way, way bigger than like what my knowledge <laughs> really goes and, and gives. But um, in terms of just like your life direction and and that sense with your north node, I feel like um, it totally ties into human design because if you know how you're supposed to make decisions, then you're going to be making the right decisions that are going to put you on that path towards like living, I guess, your purpose, right? Which then falls into astrology. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And like just on purpose, like, cause this has been like a huge theme of mine, I guess, you know, this year. And I guess perhaps like for many years, I've always been sort of like, trying to find what my purpose is. I've been very career focused and, you know, trying to figure out where the right place for me to live is, you know, Mm -hmm. so I can live my purpose. And I guess like one of my biggest lessons there has been, it actually doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing, like in terms of a job or that kind of thing, really purpose is just like who you are. Right. And like denying any of these parts of ourselves that don't feel 
intuitively aligned or don't feel true to us is denying your purpose. And so we can always like try and fit ourselves in these different boxes to find our purpose. But really it's just about like trusting your intuitive little nudges mm-hmm. to be your truest self. Totally. And it's like when you do that, then you're going to be like more joyful and more lit up. And then that's when more things are going to come to you that are like meant for you. And so all of that is like part of purpose, right? Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. yeah. Totally. Which can, you know, in our society and in our world can be like the hardest thing ever sometimes because, you know, sometimes being true to ourselves and true to our desires and, you know, might not fit into the linear box of like how society wants you to be or how your parents want you to be or even your friends, you know. And I've, yeah, I felt that too a lot with like, even, I think it was like, well, I went through my Saturn return, I think in 2019 or no, 20. Yeah, it was like 2019, 2020. And I really – I turned 30 in 2019. Okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah usually <laughs> I'm like 30. That's yeah, so like I think it – like the pre-shadow was like 2018. And then I think I was still – like even in 2020, I was still really feeling it. And I was like, what is my purpose? Like, and I would keep going back to like what I was doing and like the work that I was doing and just – I just felt so like – unsure of like everything that I was doing. And then it's like now I just try to remind myself like, you know, if I'm really joyful and I'm like taking my dog for a walk, it's like that's like part of my purpose right now, you know, like all of those things that I'm just like having so much joy doing, even if it doesn't relate to like making money necessarily, right? Like, you know, just. (laughs) Exactly. I feel like it, you know, when you're doing that, like, you know eventually it might like turn into like a Mm -hmm. career or something or it might feed into your business like yeah um and you know I love that you said you know just doing whatever brings you joy because like for your generator sacral authority it just needs to basically the generator like will be presented with all these different like opportunities and all you have to do is just like follow what lights you up follow what brings you joy because that is what is going to generate that sparkly magnetic energy, which is going to serve you and your close community and like the wider community. So that is really, it's as simple as that. So I love that you mentioned that and you are doing it. It's so cool how everything kind of ties together, right? <laughs> like it's so wild. <laughs> it really does. I know. Gosh, I like, I love having these chats as well because like, everything is just so connected, right? Like this earth is just so, so powerful. And I think sometimes we really forget that. Yeah. Um, So for your human design, like do you do human design readings for people and then also your program that people can join? Yes. So for anyone listening, um, I could link to your info in the show notes too, but like how, how, what's the best way to learn more about it? Yes. So I do offer human design readings, which I'm actually going to be running a, well, I'm running a sale, I guess, like right now, a bit of a new year's special. So I'm offering like 50% off. Um, and I guess the best way to book a reading, or even if you have like some questions and you're just like, cause this is the thing I don't, even though it's great to like pull up your own chart, you might just look at it and be like, 
what the actual fuck like. (laughs) (laughs) I can relate to that because I fuck I forget what book it is, but I bought this book that's like this. It's so thick, and it's like about human design. And yes, it was great, but like the whole book, like if I like it was just very overwhelming with all the channels. Like that part, I was like, I. I don't remember. I don't understand. It's like very complex. <laughs> totally, totally. Which is why I would recommend, I guess, like, you know, if it is something that you're feeling, I guess, called to, or you'd like to just learn more about yourself and like your soul's purpose, you know, and how to come back to that. Um, I would recommend like, you know, working with a human design reader and having an actual reading, someone who can really like break it down for you and explain it in a way that is, easy to understand, undigestible. Um, So I do offer readings. I've got that 50% off sale on at the moment. And I guess the best way to go about like, you know, booking that or even just asking me some questions um, is through Instagram. Um, So at Serendipity Coaching, which I'm sure you'll link. Um, Yeah. And but I, I feel like starting the year as well, like for me, I'm very much like, okay, I see it as like a time to reset sort of like, you know, I guess like reconnect and reset to myself so that I can really like go out into this new year, like ride this new year energy, like full guns blazing. Um, and so a really powerful way to do that could be learning about your soul's blueprint. And also, because I'm sure like, I mean, everyone probably has more than one goal for the new year, but like really like knowing yourself and like what the best path is going to be to achieve that and also to like have the motivation to actually follow through, right? Like, (laughs) so like knowing yourself first is so beneficial. Yeah, completely. Like I, I can't recommend human design enough. Like it's certainly change my life like it's so interesting like even for example one of my gates and channels which you know if you haven't heard of human design before don't worry too much about that that's something I would be able to explain um but they tell us so much about ourselves. like I often find myself like rushing and like wanting to fit as much into like my day and or my week um one of my um one of my gates is this fear of running out of time And so it's so, it was so interesting to learn that about myself because I'm like, okay, now I can see why I act in that way. But also I am then able to go, okay, well, am I using this in a negative way? Am I using this? Am I buying into this fear? Because then there is also another way to use that as well. It's like, okay, I'm aware that I have this like fear of running out of time. So perhaps that means I could prioritize things a little bit better or, you know, really lean into the things that I want to do rather than just like cramming and and filling. Um, So, yeah, it's been really empowering. And it's just that nice reminder that always pulls me back in when I catch myself doing that because I'm like, ah, okay, I know what's going on there. I know why that's happening. Totally. And it's like, it's probably things that you know about yourself or like when you, you hear it, you're like, oh yeah, that's, that's totally me. But then getting that reminder is like, oh yeah, like this is something that I can actively like remember to work on or to help you. Exactly. Do you have the, like a link to the program and stuff on your website? Um, so I am actually working on updating it at the moment. So best place would be Instagram. Instagram. Okay, cool. I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, yeah, it's been 
interesting, like again, you know, while we're talking about reflections and like going into the new year, I pulled up my webpage for this program the other day and I was looking at it and I'm like, I would keep that. I would lose that. Like just in terms of like realizing how much I have changed and evolved throughout this year and what does and doesn't feel in alignment. And so I really want to, like, I'm using this time and the start of this year to sort of like reevaluate what this looks like and how I want to portray that. Um, but yeah, it's so interesting. Like, do you ever look back through your Instagram and go, <laughs> yeah, I can't believe, like I posted that or that just like, that was cool back then, but I don't know if that like resonates with me anymore. Yeah. Do you remember like, was it 2020 or like 2021? when I like redid my website and like redid everything. And I think I even said like, I'm just having like an identity crisis where I was like just redoing every single thing. And then when I look back, I was like, well, the first thing that I had was actually pretty good, but it was like, part of me was like trying to figure out like, like who I was, I guess you could say like what, what I was like trying to share with the world. Um, But the other part was like, I'm way outgrown this. This was me like, five years ago or two years ago or like even a year ago, like when you think about January 1st, 2021, like how much have you grown, right? Oh my God, like massively, massively. Like these have been two of my like biggest years for like change. Um, uh, Like even like last year was a huge like adjustment because I just moved from like Sydney to Perth and I was only going to be there for a few months and then I went through all this stuff with my family which funnily enough was my lesson through Saturn return that's what I needed to do and I wasn't aware of that when I made the decision to go move back home and be surrounded by family but when I learn about my Saturn return and where my Saturn like Saturn fell in my houses um it was all to do with family and healing and working through that. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I made that decision intuitively. So, and then, you know, here it's changed completely again, because now it's like, I've worked through that. And now it's like back about me again, like this year and like my personal growth and how I'm going to work through challenges so independently on this other side of the world when I don't have family around. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really, really interesting, but I, I'm reminded too about like when we did your North Node and I remember it was like, um, what was it? Like your direction in life is moving towards like your career and like being that powerhouse and like that leader. And then you're like letting go of just like your family and your home and that. Well, not letting go, but like you're moving in a different direction. (laughs) Yes, completely. And you know what? Like after this chat, I'm going to go back and listen to that because – I haven't listened to it in gotta be like six months maybe. So I think it'll be really interesting to hear it again now. Like, and this is the thing about like, you know, any sort of readings and stuff that you have done. Like I had a human design reading like years ago and I'll sometimes go back and listen to that. And it's like, oh yeah, that's right. Like you just need those little reminders or that's a beautiful way to reflect on like, okay, well, have I been working towards that? Have I, do I need that reminder to like, you know, shift my focus back towards that. Um, so yeah, it's really interesting. I had a download yesterday and it was around all these things being chapters. Like I like to refer to them as just like little chapters of 
our life. You know, yeah. it's like as we evolve or as we change or as challenges come up and, you know, change our perspective, it's all just a different chapter of our life. Yeah. And I just found it like really comforting to know that, okay, this is, even if it's like the hardest chapter or what might feel like this right now, it's just a chapter and you'll be able to get through it, you know, and same with diabetes, I guess, like when you're first diagnosed and then when you, you know, start to, you feel like you're, you know, getting the hang of it and then, or something challenging comes along and then you feel like you're in a different chapter with it. And then when you're in routine or out of routine, it's just all little chapters, like it's all, all relevant. Yeah, that's such a beautiful way to look at anything, really. It's just a chapter and it doesn't last. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, well, I know we're already like just over an hour, but yeah. um, so we can wrap it up. But I like we should really catch up more often and maybe even do a live. Like we'll do a live and – and talk like but before we wrap up is there anything like any more notes I want to make sure we covered anything like is there anything else that you want to touch upon or that you took note on before and you want to share yeah I guess um I would just like I think so often we're always thinking about like the next step and like the next year and you know what's next 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 and we don't often take the time to reflect on what has been so I guess I would just, you know, really encourage anyone listening to reflect on what has this year looked like for you? You know, what have been some of your biggest challenges? What have been your biggest lessons? What have been, you know, your biggest moments of joy? And then, you know, shift into that, okay, well, what are we leaving behind? Or what have we learned? Like, what's the lesson we're going to take into 2023? And then start to like set your goals. I love that. That's a beautiful way to wrap it up because it's so I no, I'm going to do that as soon as we get off. I'm going to just reflect on the last year and what's the biggest lesson and then that I think that'll help me move forward and like have the strength to really like you know put in together like the right steps to achieve my goals this year. Yeah. Exactly. Yay. Oh, I love talking to you. Thank you so much for having me on. I know. Thanks so much for coming on and for taking the time. Oh, thank you, Sarah. Thank you for taking the time and sharing all of your wisdom with us today. Did you enjoy this episode? Did you take some tidbit away from it? Did you feel a certain way? I sure hope that you did. And if you did, I would love to hear about it and hear your thoughts and whatever came up for you for this episode. You can leave us a review in the comments or is it comments? <laughs> I don't even know anymore, but like leave us a review. Let us know what came up for you um, or sh give us a shout out on Instagram. Send me a DM. Let me know. Um, would love to hear what came up for you and what your goals are for the new year. Like what lessons did you learn from 2022 and what goals do you have for 2023? I have been brainstorming on this myself since recording this episode, and I would love to hear what came up for you. I also just wanted to say that for those of you guys who are wanting to achieve your fitness goals this year, maybe one of your goals is to lose weight and to do so in a way that you can maintain your goal. Like you don't have to deal with the 
blood sugar swings and the yo-yo diets and the gaining the weight back after and feeling terrible about yourself because you might lose some weight and then you gain it back after or you just whatever you do you just can't stick to your plan or lose weight at all if you've been feeling this way at all or you can relate and you do want to lose a little bit of weight this year or a lot of weight whatever your goal is if if that is something that is going to make you feel better and have more confidence I can totally relate to that and I'm really excited because I have joined forces with the Honey Health app. I have a community on there called Thrive, and inside the Thrive community, you learn, you don't just learn how to set your macros and calories for weight loss. Um, The group is really based around flexible dieting, so you can eat whatever foods you want and still be able to achieve your weight loss goal. But the biggest thing with the Thrive community is that it's more of a personal coach. It's like having a personal coach because every single week you check in with me, you send me your log with all of your tracking food from the last week. I teach you how to do all of this inside of the community, but you check in with me on a weekly basis. And so together we go through the log and all of the data that you have collected for that week. We go through it together email me your log and together we make adjustments so that you are continuously making progress and losing weight on a weekly basis. So this is essentially how I help people when I work with people one-on-one, but inside of the Thrive community, you can have all of all of the benefits of having a personal coach, but for a more affordable price. And the best part is you can check out the community and get two weeks for free. So you can join the community, dive into all the content, download your progress log, email it to me. I can set your macros and calories and we can start working together. And after the two weeks, if you feel it's not a good fit, you can just cancel your membership and you don't have to pay for it on a monthly basis. So if you want to check it out, and see if it is a good fit for you, then I'm going to link to it in the show notes. So you just have to click on that link and it will take you directly to the Thrive community on the Honey Health app. And the Honey Health app is really cool because you can link up your CGM as well and you can really have a deeper insight when it comes to managing diabetes as a whole. So I hope to see you inside the Thrive community and cheers to achieving your goals in this, this this year, 2023. You can find Sarah on Instagram at Serendipity Coaching. I will link to everything in the show notes, everything that we talked about on this episode today. And once again, thank you guys for being here. Thank you for your support. Happy 2023. May all of your greatest wishes and may all of the most amazing blessings come your way this year. I love you so much. Bye for now.